<clears throat> I've been feeling uh, pretty sluggish here lately, man. Yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta get out of my funk, man. I gotta get back into the gym. I gotta. There's a lot of shit I gotta do. It's been a while, and uh, where, where the fuck you been at, man? Dude, I've been. I was You've been in, everywhere. I was in Illinois, and then I drove from Illinois. Then, like, so I did a show in Illinois in Bloomington, and then I drove 13 hours to Durham, North Carolina, the next day. Did a show. Jesus. Drove back up to D.C. Did a. Did I do a show in D.C.? Ross? No, I did something. The Ross show? No, I did something. So I was like in Durham and I drove up. No, Saturday I had two shows. I did a show at uh, for Jaeger and then I did a virtual show that was dope. And then Oof. Sunday, uh, yesterday I went to the State Fair. But the State Fair took it out of me. It was like, it was like I 90 saw, I degrees. I saw a picture. <laughs> it was like 90 degrees and the sun was so hot, fucking hot. Really? It was really fun. I think the last time I know it's been a while since we had a podcast. We've done a podcast. It's just we've both been all over the place. He's been driving all over the place. Um, I think the last time I I saw you, I was at your house. Yeah, and you had to get up the next day to drive to Illinois, right? Yep. Was that the last time I saw you in person? I think so. So what? So you drove to? You had a gig first, then Illinois, or was it a gig in Illinois? It was like a gig. I think and then Illinois, and then I was out off for two nights, just hanging out. Okay, so girlfriend. what was what gig was that? I don't fucking remember. You don't just even some, remember? No, dude, I don't remember. Like I did two in <clears throat> Illinois, and they were pretty fun. So you did jukebox comedy club, right? Oh yeah, I've been to Illinois twice since I've seen you. Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you thinking about moving there? Hell no. Just the uh, jukebox was fun. That open mic was pretty cool. And I did like another. Oh, it was a mic. I don't know why yeah. I thought it was a show show. No, it was a mic. Oh, the... okay. So you were just in town there. and you figured I'll just pop in and, and uh, check out a mic. Yeah, that's always uh, the uh, out of town mic drop in is always weird. Yeah. Because like uh, people are always sizing you up. You, you feel like um, you got to be careful what you say around people. You don't want to tell them too much of uh, too many things you've done. But you also don't want to lie, but you don't yeah. want to say too much. You know was, what I'm saying? It was weird because it was like, I, don't, and I can't remember if we already talked about this on the pod or whatever, because I can't remember what we talked about. But like he like made you the the guy who ran the club. Like he if you sign up for the mic, once everyone was in the showroom, the audience and the whatever, he would read off all the names on the mic list. Right. And if he didn't know you, he would make you introduce yourself. And ask you questions to all the other comics and the audience. So he goes, Winston. He goes, Who's that? And I just raised my hand. He goes, Where are you from? And I was like, DC. And that people were like, Oh, from DC. And he goes, What are you doing here? And I explained that. How long you been doing comedy? I told him how long. He goes, What else do you do? I was like, Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's just comedy. And I go, Okay. He goes, oh man, and they goes, we got a real comic here, and I was like, I don't really wish you hadn't said that out loud. Yeah, I don't uh, like to. Let me, let me. I, I don't think then I've I ever fucking asked. crushed. You so. had a good set. <laughs> let me ask you this, man. I've never asked you this. Yeah, I've never asked Winston Hodges this question. Yes. So this guy asks you, "What else do you do?" And you get to say nothing. Best feeling in the world. Okay, I was going to ask you, how does that feel? Not feels. I didn't have to. It, Here's the thing, it's as weird as the question asking was, the fact that it was like a naturally asked question and I didn't bust in there like, hey, I'm a full-time comic. This is what I this is all that I do. But it felt better than anything. Yeah. It'd be like nothing. This nothing. I just what's funny is just like I never even realized it. Yeah, that's this is all you do now. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. This Holy is shit, it. man. You're doing it. Living the living the dream. Living the, is this what you is this what you envisioned? Uh, no. A basement apartment. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't think this. I ever thought this would be the dream. Sleeping in your car. Yeah. Didn't think it'd be working this hard. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. It's been a weird couple of weeks for me too, man. I really haven't been able to get on stage as much as I had, would have liked. Just got so much family shit going on, yeah, man. You got Just, a lot. Yeah, I mean, you've been all over the road. I'm all over the road uh, for other reasons, and it's just it's been it's been a weird two three weeks, man. Yeah, it's 
it has been weird, man. It was the the, fir- the first trip to Illinois. I didn't do a bunch of shows, and then the <clears> second <throat> one, I did a mic, which had the single the single worst comics first set i've ever seen oh my, my god yes but before we get to that story <laughs> welcome everybody welcome back to host battle podcast i'm your host chris allen and this is my boy my co-host winston hodges yes and if uh if you're new from irish and fierce podcast or uh are you garbage this is um a podcast that i do with a good friend of mine like a brother uh we met years ago at yep. the virginia funny bong we were doing some show together and he was super new I, I don't even think he was a year in i was like a month in a month in it's <laughs> the first month i was doing stand up yeah and he, he had a great set i thought he was funny off the rip and uh we've been friends ever since man and i think he's you think about like how differently my life would have been if i just had had a bad set <laughs> i know <laughs> you would probably be married yeah, uh, I wouldn't be doing comedy anymore. You think you'd be <laughs> married to, to uh, your, the, your Filipino ex, or no? No, was, it, was that already over? That was already over. I would have been. Uh, I, I would be married to somebody probably. Jesus, going to church every every Sunday, every living my best life. So, you think you'd be working at the car dealership or no? No, I'd already quit that. I think that uh, I, I I don't know. I think I would just still be teaching. Uh, I think okay. I would just be teaching, doing nothing else, hating my life. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> you see the worst set you've ever seen somebody it's worst, have. It's like, so. Now, are you being hyperbolic here or was it was it that bad? Let's put it this way. I've seen so many bad sets. It's hard to say this is the worst, worst one. This is the worst first set I've ever seen somebody have. He was okay, like, the, the worst, worst time doing. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, it was. So I'm at this mic. Uh, set it up. So I'm in Champaign, Illinois. Which is like where the, like the University of Illinois is. It's like right. the Illini. It's like, yeah, it's like fifty minutes from where my girlfriend lives because she lives like right in between Peoria, and Champaign. So I drive to Champaign with her. We do dinner. It's a we have a lovely dinner. We're having a, such a good time. We go to this mic, put on by Cuco Comedy, which is sure Champaign Urbana comedy run by like uh, these two. Two brothers, the Tuttles, they're really nice guys, comics. They they travel around all like out in the Illinois area. Uh mm-hmm. good dudes. They put me up once before. A Tuttle run. <laughs> yeah, that little Tuttle run. Yeah. And I did uh so I so I I get on the list. I go third. I'm like, that's fine. He let me do a little bit longer. I have a very good set. Just a very I have a very good open mic set. I'm running stuff for the headlining set that I have to do the next night. And it's pretty packed for a mic. Like it's like it's a bar. Like it's a like club. this pizza place. Like it's like this pizza, but like not you know, like those like kind of fancy Neapolitan style pizza places where they yeah, have the, yeah. where like your shit's done in like five minutes. One like, of those wood fire, yeah. So yeah. douchey. They cut the first slice for you. Yep. Yeah. It's like that type of uh a place and uh where they got like gelato, like a gelato stand in the in the restaurant, and it's like once you eat, you can go stand at the gelato. Can, like, can we digress for a second? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, man. My ADHD. Yeah. Do you prefer that or or would you do you are you a fan of the old school Pizza Hut, a couple of video games? Oh yeah, that's I would take that any day. That's to me, yeah, f- dude. Yeah. Fuck all this fancy pizza shit. Yep, dude. Pizza Hut or Domino, but Pizza Hut with like a couple video game arcade machines in there. And that the was the best, buffet. man. As a kid, the yeah. best. They had the little uh, salad bar because I was I was actually a kid who enjoyed salads. So yeah. whenever I saw a salad bar as a kid, I was just like, "This like, is gonna be dope. There's gonna be a lot of dressing shit. used." Yeah, I like man. I like the um. The old Pizza Huts. I'm a Domino's over Pizza Hut guy now, but I still really like Pizza Hut. But I like Pizza Hut going, and they would have like two arcade machines. It was usually Pac-Man and Galaga, and you could just play that and like just get your pizza, and your parents didn't have to worry about you. It's great. I know, man. My sister, my uh, my niece just turned three. Yeah, and she went to um fucking Chuck E. Cheese for her birthday yesterday. I'm so jealous. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. Did you guys grow up with a Chuck E. Cheese in this area? Uh yeah, there's like uh I, I went a few times as a kid. I remember really liking it. There's like one in one in Richmond. I, I mean, I went a couple times when I was teaching. We took students. So it was oh, pretty, dude, it was, yeah, it's pretty fun. Dude, Chuck E. Cheese as a kid is like that's that's your strip club right there. Yeah, yeah it Chuck is e. a strip club. 
That's the, your strip club, baby. And the they, bitches are the games. They have like I think they've had like huge um like child molesting problems at Chuck E. Cheese's. Are you serious? Because of like something has to have happened. Kidnapping or child molesting. Because now when you go and you're an adult, you have to be with the child, obviously. But like they're stamping your hand with like a thing that you can see under a black light to make sure that you're somebody that did come with a kid and you didn't sneak in. What and, the fuck happened yeah. at Chuck E. Cheese? So man. I don't know. I mean, it also just is like the type of thing where they're like, hey, we should preemptively do this. But the vibe of it was just like, yeah, they are like, they know that, yeah, they know that this is a strip club for kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the kid's strip club, but it's also a pedophile strip club. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, not, isn't that weird? As a kid, you're like, yo, I can't wait to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. But then there's also some 43-year-old weird dude at home like, I can't wait to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I can't wait to go to Charles Cheese's place. Oh, be, my God. Yeah. Did I but, never even? And that's was why, as a kid, you're not even thinking about that. You're just running no. around, playing games, getting tickets, jumping in the ball pit, playing playing a uh, skee ball, and here's a guy just at a table, just beating his dick underneath it, and just yeah. you know what I mean? Wow, just, just getting tickets, dude. Just that's just, all you care about. Just getting tickets, and there's some guy watching you like, damn, look at that, look at that, disgusting. Now I'm I'm uh, I'm wary of every adult I've ever met in Chuck E. Cheese, like some guy yeah. who's oh who who just wants to play the. Uh, I'm pretty. I think every Chuck E. Cheese had that America versus Russia hockey game. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's well, it's all like it's so the adults like it's people with kids, kids, creeps, and then people with autism. That is like yes. the four. That's the four people that go to Chuck E. Cheese. So you have to like be wary of like, all right, is this person just on the spectrum and they just love is this 29-year-old man just really enjoying yeah. why is he enjoying the ball pit? Yeah. What He's set a... of what set of balls is he enjoying? Is it the yeah. plastic ones? <laughs> or mine. That <laughs> or mine, yet. which is it? All right. So okay, so you have the pizza place. It's packed. Sorry. Yeah, packed. And it's like and it's like packed as in like it's the type of thing where, like, some of the comics on the show brought people, but there's also naturally a lot of people there. Like, mm -hmm. it was, like, it was 17 sorority sisters celebrating one girl's birthday. They had all gone to get pizza, and it was the type of thing where the, the host was like, uh, hey, man, he said, we might, we might start a little late, because he said, I do not think that they're here for comedy. So he goes out at, like, at like the show is supposed to start at 8 8 30 mm -hmm. he went out at like 8 35 8 40 and we go hey guys we're gonna start in five minutes comedy's gonna get started so if you're not into that whatever and then the table of 17 girls were like we're here for it so like they were there like it's women into it into comedy <clears throat> but they're all 21 years old sorority sisters in illinois my girlfriend's there uh there's a table like four dudes behind us there's like two tables of four people to the right of us and then, like, on the other side, there's, like, another 15 or 20. There's, like, 45 people in this open mic. Like, and that's about as many as this place can seat in the in the room. So it's a packed-out little mic. It's a packed-out little mic. In like Champaign, it's gonna, Illinois. Yeah. It's the type of mic where you're like, man, I wish that I could. Like, we're, like, if if I had been booked here to do, like, a show and they're like, hey, I need you to do 40, I would have felt good doing 40 minutes there. Because it's, like, there are people that are into it. It's fun. It's not, like, a surprise on these people. It'll be It'll be cool. So I go right. up. I have a very good set. I feel very good about it. Um, after me, uh, and it's immediately after me, to the point where <laughs> I am so angry that I had turned my camera off. Like, I I am fucking Is furious. Is that bad? Chris, Chris, you have no idea. You, you do not under. So <laughs> it is this, like, 22, 23-year-old. Indian guy, he has a pretty thick Indian accent. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but he's like a graduate student, so he introduced himself as a great. He's got shorts on, um, so he's not wearing pants on stage. So I already fucking hate him. I just already am like, oh boy, I was like, this is gonna be. They're like, this this guy, it's his first time doing comedy. Uh, he's he's never done it before, so let's give him a big old supportive hand, and then whatever the fuck his name was, because I was like grabbing my camera like you know what i mean like that thing like after your set yeah where the first 
after your set for me, at least the first minute, minute and a half of the next person's set, I don't know anything that's going on. Like I'm just trying to get, but they're like, hey, this guy, so and so, he's blah 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 blah. Comes a guy and shorts comes up, thick Indian accent, and he just goes into it, and he oh, opens. Here we, here we go. He 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 opens with being like, yeah, so uh, I'll save my Jew jokes for later. And like that got nothing. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's in my mind. I'm like, that's not funny, but at least I get what he's trying to do where he's like, he doesn't really have Jujo. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. what it's whatever. Then he goes into his opening bit, which is a two and a half minute bit. Which uh, is the, which is the absolute <laughs> worst. I've seen it. It's just like so many first timers go, I'm going to go up and tell that story. <laughs> Dude. And it is uh, and he's like a grad student that's like teaches something. Like he's like a TA type of thing. And he he go, he tells a story about how he was hooking up with a girl, which the way he's talking about it and describing it, he has never seen a woman naked in his fucking life. There is no absolute. He, it's funny. Is like he the way he talked about women was the way that like stereotypically you see the screenshots of like Indian men hitting on women on Facebook. Like it was. Uh, <laughs> It was, was a like, stereotype come to life. Well, dude, it was unreal. He was like, yeah, so I was about to hook up with this girl. He goes, we were getting, you know, we were we were doing it, you know, uh, either second or third base. And it's like, you fucking know. Oh, like, if you did said, it. Jesus. And then he goes, before I penetrated her is the words that he used. <laughs> you know what? I noticed, like, like, a lot of super new brown comics like that, they're... Their English is very proper. Yep. And it's it's not funny language. Dude, penetrated in a in a room that's like 70% women, and you have this guy bombing for the first minute talking about second or third base. He goes, I before I was going to penetrate her, and I'm not doing the accent, but everyone who's listening, you fucking know exactly what this brother sounds like <laughs> you know he's indian yeah he's indian you know apply uh, your own uh filter in yeah your put the own filter in your brain put your own racist <laughs> filter in your brain i'm not doing it for you but uh he goes because before i penetrated her she looked at me and goes i have had an abortion now i at this point am on board i'm like this is going to be the funniest shit i've ever seen in my life like i'm so I'm at the point in comedy where bad comedy is way better to me than like pretty good comedy. Like I mm. like great comedy and then I like whatever the fuck this dude is about to do. Like I'm shaking at the table. <laughs> I like how you like whatever he's about to do, I know I'm going dude, to like it. I like we got like my girlfriend and I, we got we're at the front. I'm at the front of the dude. Dude, I am as I'm the closest person to him, and I'm just like I'm shaking the table looking at my girlfriend, like, oh my God, he said a book. <laughs> I was like, what the, and I'm like, I'm like, he's only a minute in. He's all, dude, he says the abortion thing. And my girlfriend just is like, I can already tell she fucking hates this dude. Like it's nothing, every, and he just goes into like an incredible, I, dude, it was so offensive. I cannot remember what the punchline was. The journey to the punchline was so offensive about how she was like, what I could have said is I have a condom or she could have said she had a condom. But basically the punchline was like she's a monster for having an abortion and like something about I don't know if he killed her or it was the dude was everything where like it was just genuinely extremely sexist and it was just mm -hmm. like really, really fucking bad. And I was like, oh, dude, I was like, this is this is great. I love it. Uh, my girlfriend's just staring and just hating it. And she has started to like make eye contact with different women in the room. Like all the women in the room are very offended and upset at this. And they're all making eye contact. Like, should we say something like what it like is like, are we allowed to hate this? And like all like I can see because I'm just like, I can't look at him while he's doing it because I will be the only person laughing because he's bombing like like he's getting. No, so what's the OK? So what's the mood in the room? Dude, it is confusion and anger. And just, just, just like silence, so, dude. It is deafening silence. Like, <laughs> like you dude. can hear people scraping ice cream to Oof. put in the gelato thing. Uh, or you can, you ever do that? You ever been in one of those rooms where, like, you can hear 
the uh, pop machine, like like the CO2, like oh, dude. yeah, you can hear that, dude. You can hear the pilot lights in the oven, <laughs> 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 like the pizza oven pilot lights. Is that other groans? Like, ugh. no, like... dude, it is dead silence, and people just really for the first two minutes, not like really wrapping their mind around and trying to like they can't understand it. Like the group of like seventeen white women, I think, are kind of progressive, so they're trying to like listen to this Indian guy and give them a chance and they're just trying like and my girlfriend is just like she's past that point in her life like she's super progressive but she is like no i'm not about this and making dude every woman that's making eye contact with her they're they're having that conversation where like you know when you look at someone you're just trying to be like do we agree that this isn't okay like or like am i crazy and they're like all they're all on board that it's terrible i just kind of see this happening but i'm just like oh my god this is just so bad we'll talk about how terrible this is and i'm like i'm I'm trying, Chris, when I tell you, like, I am trying to not, like, fall on the floor, like, in the front row of the, because I'm like, I can't be seen being the only person laughing at this, because, like, even the other comics aren't laughing. I am, like, geeking and, like, I'm shoving water in my mouth, because I'm just, like, (laughs) I'm, like, spitting up on myself. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. And so, and then, and then he finishes that, and I literally almost had to get up and walk out of the room because the next thing he goes is all right i guess it is time for the shoot <laughs> wow so he's just up there oblivious thinking does he realize he's bombing dude I, he yeah he he's definitely i think starting to feel it uh dude he goes he said that one bombed uh he said so let me do the jew jokes and then he does a two-minute street joke that i think he wrote Like, I think he wrote a street joke where he goes, (laughs) three Jews walk into a bar owned by Muslims. And I am like, this is, I'm like, this is it, man. I was like, this is, and it is silence. People's mouths are open. People are like legitimately getting kind of offended. Like, people are just like being like, this is, and it is, because it's, it's the type of thing where like, without the context of this is a comedy show. This is absolutely hate speech. <laughs> oh, really? It was that bad? Dude, he goes, because these Jews walk into this bar owned by Muslims, which is weird because Muslims don't drink. All they do is kill women. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He said, he said, and he's like, and I don't know why. You know, the Muslims, of course, are upset that the Jews walked in because they know they're not going to spend any money at the bar. <laughs> this is really bad, man. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps saying all these stereotypes, killing women. Bombing, but it, and it's like two minutes of just anti-Semitic and Islamophobic like type of stuff in the mm-hmm. context of a street joke. Then the big punchline is like they killed the Jews and then blew themselves up. And then three different times during his set, he goes, "That one bombed," but I figure we should expect it to bomb because it's a joke about Muslims. And it is literally four and a half minutes of dead silence. Some of the most offensive, non-funny comedy I've ever seen in my life. And then he spent the last 30 seconds of his set apologizing to the audience, saying, I am so sorry for this. Um, I really hope I did not ruin anyone's night too much. I am so, so, so sorry. And and then he got off stage, and the next comic went up was a white guy. And the white guy was like, that was racist, right? <laughs> and <it> was- <laughs> Did that get a laugh at least? That, that yeah, that like brought people back. It got laughs. And then okay, so did this guy leave after the show? I mean, oh, after his no. set, he sat directly behind me and just proceeded to watch the rest of the night. Though that's one of those sets where you you just leave afterwards. <laughs> did you talk to him at all? Fuck no, dude. I didn't talk to him because I think he left as soon as the show ended. Um, but he did stay to like watch. But dude, he was like, I thought it was all fun of games. There was legitimately some people upset. My girlfriend was furious. <clears throat> she was like, I'm gonna talk to him. And I was like, I cannot let you do that. Yeah. You, you just gotta leave it alone. It's just like just leave it alone, man. Yeah. Her and I had a nice long good conversation about because I like I'll be straight up, I didn't understand why she was so upset. Like I didn't I didn't get it, man. Like it's like I I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And she made some like very good points outside of the comedy sphere. So it's so I forget that like I'm watching it purely through the lens of like a comedian. This is a bad set. Yeah, this that's all lo- it is. This looks really bad. But she's watching it and doing things like she's like, so here's what upsets me about it. It's like, first of all, 
that's like a room full of women. Unfortunately, there weren't more women that signed up for the show, she said. So it's like we have to listen. It's like 30 women in there, all young women in college, having to listen to this guy say some fucked up shit to them. Then there was no other women after him, so there was no opportunity for a female comic to like respond to that. And she was like, I get that none signed up. She's like, but that's a frustrating thing to be like it would have been one thing if there was a female comic afterwards that could shit on him instead it was just a white guy and she's like i just and and the white guy shit on him for being racist they didn't even mention the sexist stuff so she said i just feel kind of unheard and i was like i understand that and then she said and another thing is like she's like he is like a teacher and like he's a teacher where he probably like talks to a bunch of young women in his program and it's like an engineering program, which is male dominated anyway. And so she was coming from the mindset of just like, I know he's supposedly kidding. She said, but just like with how unfunny that was, she was like, it was impossible to not feel like he actually thinks those things. No, he, he was that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. And, and yeah. so I understood what she was saying and she made really good points. But I thanked her. I said, thank you so much for not talking to him because I I just don't think it would have been a good look for me to have a girlfriend that came to a show and started yelling at a new cop. Yeah, that's and and that's that's the thing. As you know, it, it goes both ways. It's like if you were a male dating a male comic or female comic or whatever, yep. it's just like you you have to realize like, hey, these people are your your significant others uh, or partners, coworkers, and it's yep. really not your place to to say anything yep. to them about their act like if you don't like it you just you gotta leave yep and she and she did and she was great yeah, but i but awesome. i under I understood why she was upset and you made a great point um because I, I think i just mentioned to you in passing that my girlfriend wanted to like talk to this guy that bombed at a mic and you made a great point about saying like there's comics like that who want to be super offensive and it would have just emboldened them if like a white woman had come up and been like hey this is really fucked up it's just like no it's like oh see i'm trying to be silenced by these yeah, just like, yeah. People like that, they don't need. They don't need because there's already a, a bunch of angry ass dudes out there who would just who would love to get behind that guy and support him as a kind. It's like, yo, he's been up on stage one time. He was terrible. It yeah, was so, so it's like, don't don't back this guy. Yeah, <laughs> and start a movement. Next thing you know, this motherfucker verified on social media doing a tour, yeah. all because yeah. he got yelled at at a mic at a mic in Champaign, yeah. Illinois. But yeah, that was a, that's a, that's that's that was fucking. It was yeah, brutal, comic. but it was the type of thing where it was, it was nice to have like a, I, I sometimes, but that's funny. I sometimes like having those types of conversations with people that aren't comics where like, you're hearing like when it's not about my set. Cause it's like, if it's about my set, it's going to be, I'm going to be angrier if someone's, but it's like hearing, yeah, hearing a non-comic talk about another comic set and just like hearing why they're upset. It made me realize like, okay, like, it helps me think of like, if I want to talk about these topics, what are some other things I have to keep in mind that are right. like really upsetting to other people? Cause none of us are trying to like fucking hurt anybody's feelings and stuff. So, I, so I'm yeah. very lucky that I got a girlfriend that'll let me talk to her about that type of stuff. Yeah. And, and guys like that, man, they, they'll watch a Jesselnik or somebody like that and go, Oh, I want to do that. Be because like, whenever I talk to people about comedy, they go, they just make it look so easy. You're just talking into a microphone. And and people watch a Jesselnick or they watch dark comedy and uh, they go, oh, I'll just go up there and just say the worst things I can possibly think of. <laughs> and it's just like, you know what? To be honest, there are there is a um, there's an audience for that. Yeah. But even but even within that, it's just like there has to be something more there's, than just saying offensive things. Or, well, yeah, it's just you got to set it up. Yeah. Even even the most offensive comedy that, that you don't like. It's just there's has there's been work done to yeah. get those jokes to where they are. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the that's the uh, hard part about comedy, man. It's like people just watch it and go, "Oh, I can do that." There's no there's no equipment required. Yeah. No no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like um you can like you can watch a basketball game and go, "Oh, man, that looks easy," but you know like you got you would have to put on some shoes and and yeah. stretch and and try to jump to dunk. The, it's just like you know like, "Ah, it looks easy, but I know my physical limitations. I I can't run that yeah. fast or jump that high. But with comedy, it's just like, oh, they're just standing there talking into a microphone. I can do that. Yeah. It just looks so easy. It does, and 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 it, 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 I think that's the problem. Is it's a it stand up is very a lot of times when in general 
like whether it like you said sports or someone's a mechanic or somebody's an engineer the the people that are very fucking good at it do make it look easy yeah but the differences with stand-up literally the only thing you see is like oh it's it's just their voice if you're able to talk like it's not the right they don't know all that other all that other shit so i I like being able to talk to some audience members and people about about like when they're offended and upset especially if it doesn't apply to me because it's just like it's just nice to hear like this is what's going through your brain and then i can give the context of like hey this is what comedy should be we should be given a chance to be funny but also it's just like it's so helpful to hear like I would have never put like the two and two together about like, oh, it's like this dude is in a position of power in real life. So when he says, hey, I'm a teacher and I work with blah, blah, blah. And then you hear him shitting on women and Jews and Muslim people. It's just like, oh, you're like, why are you like it's like, are you like this in your real life? And you can't yeah. you have to make sure that you're not coming across like you're being serious. I don't know. It's, it, it was it's helpful for me to hear that, to like work on my work on my act and be able to talk about whatever I want to, but not like being offensive and pissing people off because i don't want to piss people off no yeah no one does yeah you you see how that uh you see how that played out yeah because he says i'm a, he said he was a teacher and now automatically we're, we're gonna put him on this social pedestal yep he fucked and up you shouldn't have yeah, said that shit dude and you're expecting a certain thing out of him but <laughs> yep. when you do your teaching material you know um it's yeah you don't come across as like uh as hateful at all man but Damn, that's the thing with comedy, man. It's just like that guy has, like I said, watched Jesselnik or something else and was like, oh, I'll just do insult comedy. Yeah. Which, which the thing is, I understand, but then I, I think him getting on stage and saying all this stuff into a microphone, he realized, like, oh, this isn't yeah. as easy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Did, and so he, was there any panic in him at all, or was, did he oh, just pull it? Was, dude, it was like he was doing it, but you, he was shaking. It was awesome. It was uh, like. With how it it is it was the how much my girlfriend hated it and how much I thought it was awesome to watch someone do this type of offensive shit and then bomb like dude how many times have you seen a comedian apologize to the audience <laughs> like just a truly sincere apology where like it felt like he was holding back tears like I would have talked to him <laughs> if he had still been there after the show I would have gone up to him and been like hey man that shit didn't work because it's so offensive and it just wasn't funny at all it's like you just that is hilarious man. Dude, just like, oh my god. And so I, I I am like all these women just so upset and I'm just like it's hard to explain to people that aren't comedians like why that shit is so funny. Like it's so funny to watch someone do something that you in a never million years would would think to do. Like how could you think that's okay? And just keep doing it, didn't bail early, and is bombing and looks like he's about to cry and apologizes at the end of his set. Uh, dude, it was I, awesome. I, I do too, man. I like, love I, it. To be honest, I don't I can't watch it as much as like you guys do, but man, when you when you can't get away from it and you just see people Dude. Uh, let me back up. I was in the front. Oh, dude. dude. <laughs> and, unless it's somebody I vouched for, which I've had happen before. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say any names, but I vouched for somebody and proceed to watch them bomb uh, for five straight minutes. <laughs> and to have somebody look at me like, really, this is your guy? I'm like, Ugh. what the fuck, man? Ugh. So watching watching someone you know bomb like that when you vouch for him, that ain't funny. No, but when it's just some random guy, or you know, comic, and they're just they just won't stop and just it's digging awesome. them. It's the best, man. It's so because that's the thing is I don't really like watching my friends bomb. When there's, I don't like watching my friends bomb when. So here's the bombs I like. When there's stuff when if it's my friends bombing and stuff is like really on the line, I don't like that. I don't like watching people like lose opportunities. If it is my friend bombing, there's nothing on the line. The cocky bump? Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, just bombing. There's nothing on the line. And it's like, and I know it's the audience's fault. It's the best. We're like, the, the audience is just hating my friend <clears throat> who is very funny. And it's just like, because you can like, I've seen your set enough times to know that like when you're doing it, the things you'll change when you're really trying to sell it because you're like, all right, I'm going to really give them this or like what jokes you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then when you see your friend do those and they don't work and you're just like, oh my God, dude, 
the ship is sinking and they cannot throw enough stuff overboard to stay afloat. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. When you're just when you're just grasping at that light at that uh at that at the rope or the lifesaver ring and yeah. you just can't you can't reach it. Where you're like, yeah, I'm just on stage and like my accent is getting thicker. <laughs> and and just really... to watch that panic, like I'm about to drown. Drowning. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm dying, baby. Yeah. Those type of sets where like the only laughs you can hear on stage is your friend in the very back of the room. And you know exactly while they're laughing, like oh, you're, yeah, man. you're when you're the... when your best bit that always works, but like because it's like because there's times where those sets where it's like the first move is you do your openers, okay, it doesn't work, maybe a little crowd work, okay, they're not on, and then the next move for me is like, well, I'm gonna do my closer right now, I'm gonna do, and then you see your friend do their closer, and it's halfway through their set, and it gets nothing, and you're just like, <laughs> they burn their closer, oh, <laughs> now, oh, they, dude, now they got no way to get out. Yeah, dude. oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's like watching it's like in a zombie movie where like the guy's not counting his ammo and he's in, but in his mind he's like i'm gonna save the last bullet for myself yep and then when they turn the gun on themselves and just put it click, in their mouth click. and it, it just clicks <laughs> and it's just like i'm gonna be eating alive <laughs> yeah because they because they think that closer in the middle is like all right i got them and once i get that laugh i have a little momentum and i can close on something else but when that closer doesn't work you got fucking no way to get off stage. Like, no it's way, not dude. I remember years ago. I was I wasn't even um, a year into comedy, and um, this thing is acting weird. I was about a year into comedy, right? Yeah. And yeah. this dude, Mike B, used to have this really dope show at Caesar's Palace um, on the Strip. It was like the hottest show in 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 uh, on the um, locally produced show, urban show. Mike P. What what just happened? I don't know. It's, you're picking me up pretty loud. So I, yeah. I I was getting Mike and Ike's out of a box, and I, and I tried to put the mic away. Uh, oh, you know what? Can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. My audio just... <clears throat> can you get... You got me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you, though. Hold on one second. Oh, boy. We're having some uh, technical difficulties, folks. Let's see. Oh, baby. What about now? Can he talk to me? Yeah, I can still hear you. I can't hear you. I don't know what the hell just happened. Oh, no. Let's see if we can. Can can I pause this? I don't know if I can. Pause. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? I can't hear you. I don't know what's going on. What the fuck, man? Audio, mic. What about now? Yeah. I mean, I can hear you. Test so. one, two. Check, 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 check. I can't hear you. Is your mic is your mic uh, muted? Mm-mm. God damn it. Check, check, check. Cam and Mike. Well, I'll have to end this. We'll have to do another one. Let me uh, back out of this. Check. And we'll... check. One. Yeah. So, sorry. We're back, people. So, Vegas, this dude, uh, Mike P, put on this really dope show. He used to have all these, like, um, Def Jam, um, Bad Boys of Comedy comics there. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty new. cool. Yeah. So I'm, dude, I'm like, very new. Did so. Vegas, did Vegas have like a pretty, when you were there, like a pretty big urban scene? Like, what, like, what's uh, the scene my, like that, in Vegas? Uh, that's, that's basically all it was, man. Damn. <clears throat> so Mike P had like the only, like, black show on the strip. And um, um, L.A. Com. When I first started, L.A. Comedy Club wasn't around yet. But uh, then there was Harris. But the only person that ever got to work Harris was my buddy Gooch, and that's okay. because he was the he was like the rock uh, the rock station DJ. Oh, and every, okay. Yeah, and every once in a while they would like give him a guest spot at the club. But Damn. other than that, it was almost impossible to get any club work on the strip just because that's that's crazy. 
Well, back then, everything was booked at the corporate level because it was Vegas. Yeah, that's what I figured. I mean, I'm surprised there's even a comedy scene there because you. I would just assume it's all big, big, big name acts or like if there's a club, it's like people flying people in. Like it's yeah. not people starting in Vegas. Yeah. But my buddy Brant, they ended up investing some money into one of the clubs, uh, yeah. LA Comedy Club. And once they did that, they started to allow local guys to MC. So that's cool. We did get the MC. But so Mike P, Mike P is doing this show. And my buddy Booyah is like one of the few local dudes that Mike P will put on the show. Great name. Well, Booyah, yeah. yeah. So Booyah is supposed to be doing like a, a five-minute guest spot. And there's this other like Hispanic dude from like LA or something. And uh, Booyah, so I'm standing backstage and, you know, I think it's Booyah. It's like first and second time doing it. I'm like so excited. It's just like, you know, like whenever your your buddy gets to finally do a guest spot, like on a real show, like, yeah. you're like, oh my God, like this is huge. Like it, it's, it's a big deal. It's, it's fun. a big deal. It's fun. It's a big deal. Pack room. You got like Naeem Lannis headlining. It's just like guys we've seen on TV are headlining the show. It's like good looking women there. It's just a hot, hot room. Yeah. So like Booyah, I think he's he he's going up, right? And then um, so the the host is getting ready to call somebody up, and then um, they call the they they uh they call up the next comic, and this Mexican dude kind of like pushes my boy Booyah to the side, like nah man, I'm going first. <laughs> Basically like stand back here and watch how it's done. Like Jesus. I got this. This dude goes up and proceeds to bomb <laughs> so hard, dude, <laughs> so hard. And then this is the first time I've ever seen it. Like uh, he's bombing, he's losing this crowd. Like this yeah. crowd, it isn't. This isn't a crowd that's gonna give you much time to like figure it out. Yeah. Like if one or two jokes don't go, they're gonna boo you. Like yep. it's, it's gonna be a quick turnaround. So like, dude, he's starting to panic. He's panicking. He bails on this bit, and it, there's something wrong with his finger. Something is wrong with his hand. And he has. He has. This is. You can tell. This is his go-to bit. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm pulling the shoot. I'm doing the hand bit. I'm going to it." Yeah, dude, he does his hand bit and he tells it with so much like vibrato, conviction, so much <laughs> conviction, and dude, it gets absolutely nothing. <laughs> and they're just looking at him, and dude, you see every ounce of confidence leave that guy's body, and dude, he just put the mic down and just ran off stage. Awesome. Didn't say goodbye. He shouldn't. Nothing. He shouldn't. He did the right thing, which is get the fuck off stage. Dude, he got off stage, and then Booyah said, when he came through that curtain, that guy grabbed his jacket and just kept walking, and just he left. <laughs> Isn't that? I love it, dude. Man, dude, I it love was it. it was it was brutal to watch. And what's funny about Mike P, man, he noticed it. He was just like, you saw him panicking. He was panicking. And then he was like, yeah. I'm gonna get it with my finger joke. He was like, "Yeah, I ain't laugh at that shit." And it is, dude. He just man, he played the shit out of that dude, man. Awesome, dude. And that day, that's when I was just like, I never want to do this room. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. I was so scared. I was I like, was "Nah, so I'm good." Scared. I was like, "I would not." Well, that yeah, because that can happen. Because you can come in and not saying that that dude was good or whatever, but like I've come into rooms for the first time, and and historically, they're not the best rooms like right. uh, so like this like that sounds like a great room but i've seen like i've gone and worked out some black rooms or some like country redneck rooms and you go in and like there's that moment where it feels like it's a movie where you walk in the show a little late and on stage is a comic you like and think is funny and they're bombing and yeah. it's like and it's like oh no like this is not where I oh like what the fuck am I gonna do? What am I gonna give these people that this guy isn't giving them? Like it's like Jesus, like you're next. And it's like oh that's awesome. Dude, that Fucking is great. Yeah, that's the worst when somebody is is bombing and you're like, I don't think I could there's yeah. nothing I can do. Yep. <laughs> what could I do? Yep. And you you just gotta go up there. Uh yeah, man, that bomb just... was awesome. I'll never forget it. I'll never I, in, in my life. I'll never forget it. it. It will be ingrained in my mind that that bit. And I and I like hope I I hope when I go back out because they're because those people were like, cool. Like I like I I got this rock club. I ended up working in Bloomington, Illinois, that they want to have me back. So I'm going to try to set up like a run where I'll go back and headline there again. Total run. The, 
Yeah, did a little 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 run, and then uh, the Tuttle guys said that I was like, "Oh, let us know uh, a couple months ahead of time. We'll build a show around you." And I was like, oh, "Okay, wow. perfect." So I, I, I won't I, I ask for that guy to open. Uh, dude, <laughs> I would give anything to just like I want to go and like maybe he's just at another mic and I can just be like, "Dude, you you had the I talked about your set on a podcast. It was I the would, worst set I've so ever seen." When, when was this? This was like last week. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what that guy is up to. I don't know. Um, if I remembered his name, I would find him. Um, but I do, but I do not. He's probably just. I'm sure he's still thinking about it. If I'm, he's a professor at that school, I'm pretty sure you can look him up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's just like thinking about it nonstop, and he's trying to decide if he ever wants to do comedy again because he didn't even like. When he sat down after the set, he didn't know anybody else there. There was like a, a room in the back that the comics were kind of hanging out in, but I didn't mm -hmm. know any of them. And I was with my girlfriend, so I was sitting at the table while like just trying to be like, I, I was appreciative of her being supportive of me. So I was like, I'm not going to make you sit at this fucking table by yourself. Right. So he sat behind me. He didn't so even go awful. back. He didn't even go back to the green room. He just sat there. As soon as the show over, he left. So he didn't even like get the obligatory like how some comics will come up and be like hey man it's everybody bombs you know what i mean like that type of thing so i think he just saw like i killed in front of him and the guy that shit on him afterwards killed like literally his bomb was in between two pretty fucking good sets and he just like the there's no way like, like when i got off stage i think he thought it was going to be fun and easy because the first couple comics did pretty good and then i went up and was like not even high energy. I was just working on the wording and stuff of jokes, and it's all working. And I, this guy went up with a big smile, and to watch a man's smile leave his face over the course of five minutes is really, is really something else. That's the worst too, man. When like uh, you see somebody more seasoned do very well, you go, "Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> this should be pretty easy." Yeah. And dude, when you get up there, you go, "Man, this is, this is not what I expected, man." Yep. It's fucking hard. It. Comedy is hard for everybody, but it's just harder for some. <laughs> I don't honestly. I think about it sometimes. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm able to do it sometimes, man. Yeah. And not that I'm, I think I'm the best, but the fact that I've been able to like do fairly well, man, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's just literally like I was, I was talking to someone about it the other night, and it is. I think the only reason that I'm still doing stand-up comedy is I figured out how to do crowd work. It yeah. is absolutely the only reason. Because if I did not have that skill set, I I think of all the shows. No, you you're a good drug joke writer, man. No, no, no. But I but I think about all the shows where the only reason I did well was because it was a room that wanted crowd work. And I'm just like, I don't think my psyche could handle that number of bombs being added to my bomb list. That's very true too. Where <laughs> like, yeah, dude, where like there's nights where you where you barely get out and you look, you go, thank God that lady said some shit to me because I was about to bomb. So I, dude, I tried to, I try to like, uh, it's just so funny. Cause I think you and I, I think you're the only other person I know that's like this. And it's like, I think it's a mix of like, when I started, it's just like, you helped me out a lot and just being around you and just like, and then figuring out my own stuff. But like it's, I think we're kindred spirits in in one way, particularly, which is like, I think at a show, with hecklers, you and I are the only two people that are like, say something during mine. <laughs> <laughs> say some, say some shit. Yeah, say it. Or, yeah. or you're thinking like, I really hope nobody addresses it before I get on stage. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> you know, you know me, man. Because sometimes, because you be like, uh, you got any new shit? Yeah, we're working on some new shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some new. Y'all gonna hear this new yeah. shit? You like, please, somebody say something so I don't have to do these new jokes. Here's how. Here's how I know <laughs> it's gonna. Here's how I know, dude. This is this is something I've seen countless times in a, in a Chris Allen set where you've done a new joke and it 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 does well or it does okay, but it doesn't do as well as you want. And then a white woman says, "Go on, that's funny." And you go, "Thanks, white woman. I uh, I needed your permission to do this." Oh, right, and as soon yeah. as that, dude, as soon as it happens, I'm like, "Oh, it's fucking on, dude." I was like, "This is it." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, it's like he's either gonna go into another joke or that white woman's gonna make a mistake and say something else." <laughs> <laughs> I 
It's so funny sometimes, man, how we just, you just want to, sometimes we just try to bait people. Into yeah, dude, it, it, dude, that's the thing is it's like, I, 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 there was a period of time where I was like, I was like, man, I feel like I'm getting hecklers a lot. Like it was like set after set. And then someone was like, yeah, you're like, it was like when I, before I started being like a little nicer with Crowark, they're like, yeah, you're being mean to people. <laughs> it's like, they're, they're going to heckle yeah. you. It's just like, you're being mean or you make a joke and, and they're, I don't know. I, I like. Crowd work to me is the only reason I'm still doing it. Not because I don't think I'm a good joke writer, but purely because it's like I have such fragile self-esteem in general that if I would that if it was just like, hey, those hundreds of times you killed purely because of crowd work, those are now if you told me go back in time six years, they're just like, hey, all the times you killed with just crowd work, that's now just going to be a bomb. I'm just going to be like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, because I will. It is. It's. It's hard to turn them over, turn them, turn them back over with material, man. Get yeah. them back over with with material. Yeah, if you're uh, not the type of guy that has that, or like I'm not a rapid fire joke guy, so it's like it's not like one liner, one liner, one liner where it's like, oh, they might not like that one, but it's so many jokes back to back. Mine's yeah. like, mine's like personality based, and it's like I like my jokes, but they're coming from a perspective, and if you don't like my perspective, uh, that sucks. But with crowd work, I just can be funny. Yeah, I saw um. What's his name, man? Uh, heavy set Mexican dude. He lives in the Gabriel Iglesias. No, he's um, oh, shit, man. He used to do the bit about Guy Fury. Oh, Shane Torres. Shane Torres. I'm at the I'm at um Village Underground one night, and you know you think the Village Underground like that the show every show was killer, but yeah, because he's he great. He is. Now I always thought Shane was funny, but I I gained so much more respect for him because. Again, I'm watching the I'm watching the show The Village Underground a couple months ago, and people are doing okay. I, I don't know what's going on with this crowd, but they're just really not that into it. Yeah, it's just a little weird. People are doing okay, but it's just not. They're not popping like they should be. Yeah, that no one's getting pops. The big big pops, and then Shane Torres goes up. Man, he never really addresses how like they're a shitty crowd. He just says we're having a great time. You guys are fun. And dude, he just slowly just just got them on board, yeah, dude. and boom, changed the entire mood of the show. That's he awesome, just, dude. Man. He just he stayed in the pocket. And if you don't know who Shane Torres, he's a, a low energy, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah, he's just not jumping around stage. Yeah, he's, he's not just... jumping around stage. Yeah, he's very very slow, very methodical. Great comp. And that, yeah, great comp, dude. He stayed in the pocket. And he sold those jokes and slowly got people on board, man. Yep. I, I don't know how he did it, but it was it was fantastic to watch, man. Yeah. There's something that is a fun thing where it's like when you've got time, like when you got the 10 to 15 minute set, if something doesn't work and you're like, all right, you can kind of be like, I'm gonna get them by the end. And you can take your time and be like, I'll do a little crowd work do a joke get a couple people to like me you can make a joke about how these people don't like me but i'll make a, you know what i mean like you can you know the things you need to do right. dude the those really short sets when they don't work and it's just like i'm just gonna bomb for five minutes like it's just that's just yeah. what this is like it's there's, there's no there's no winning this crowd back because by the time you start to really get that role going um the audience it's like time for the next comic and you don't want to run the light when you're not killing <laughs> oh yeah because it, it, it just makes it even worse because yeah. like the producer of the show or whoever's running the show, they know you're bombing. And like, and dude, anytime you go over your time when you're bombing, it's just, it just seems like they hate you even more. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I love a, uh, oh God, man. I just, just go, do you ever go back and just think about how, when you started, you had nothing. Dude, I watched, um, so I've been uploading a bunch of old sets to YouTube just to have, it's just clearing off my laptop. But for nostalgic reasons, I have like, two or three complete shows of the Southern open mic that I just like to just to remember that part of my life where I've got like you doing crowd work at the beginning page doing a set at like Alex Ken and like people that like I forgot did stand up at the Southern you know those people that would come and do it like once or twice over the course mm -hmm. of those four years where it was like really going popping um so I got those and like I just watched some of my old sets and I'm like what the fuck am I doing and I'm doing well, and I don't understand how. Like, if I saw that dude on stage, I would be like, fuck this guy. But that's like, how bad a lot of the other comedy was, though, man, if we're being yeah. honest, man. 
That's what's crazy is how bad a lot of it was. And like back then I was like, I didn't think I was great, but I was like, oh, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting good. And then I'm watching it and I'm like watching some of my first sets. And it's just like my energy's different. My rhythm and cadence isn't there yet. <clears throat> and it's like I could it's cool to see. I was talking to my roommate Sandy about like there's a lot of old jokes that I've done that I know aren't great jokes, but like you can see the building blocks that like like I figured out how to do an analogy with this joke. And even though the rest of the joke isn't good, the analogy is good. So like right. like you can see where the, where the building blocks came up to like how you like you're gaining those tools to like become a better comic. So I think that stuff's pretty cool. But yeah, dude, I watch some old shit and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Ooh, man, that just that gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Dude, dude. I have a 30 minute set that I did my that at the Southern uh, on my one year comedy anniversary and I cannot watch it. I was like, I can't imagine what I was doing in 30 minutes my first year. I was like, I can't even wrap my head around it. We might, we might have to, we might have to, we have, we might have to watch that together and commentate <laughs> it. Maybe start a Patreon and go, hey, let's watch, let's, let's watch one of Winston's first sets. Oh, dude, yeah, we've got. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've got my first set ever somewhere. It's on a DVD I got from the club at my mom's house. I have a really, really old set on the DVD somewhere too, and I, I remember popping it in. Some years ago, and I go, oh, it wasn't that, it wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going yeah. to be. Oof. Yeah, I felt like a man, man, who a road watching somebody bomb for the first time. <sighs> that was really great, man. Just their first set and just seeing how they thought it was going to go really well. And then, like, they're shooting themselves in the foot. So, like, it wasn't just like, oh, he's a new comic and his jokes are bad and he's bombing, where you kind of feel bad because he seems like a nice person. It's like, I really got to enjoy it because he was being offensive as fuck. And just like, it's like, this rules. I get to, I don't even feel bad about how shitty yeah. you're doing. It's just funny. It's funny because it's like, he goes, oh, this is what comedy is. <laughs> yes, sir. Es essentially, it is, it is, it is what he did. Yeah, but it's learning how to dial it back and, yep. and do that. Because God damn, dude, it's awesome. I love watching people find out how hard comedy is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I got some. Uh, I got some new shoes. Ooh, what'd you get? I got. Uh, let me show you this. I gotta turn this off real quick. I gotta turn off the green screen. I got. I got these. <clears throat> Bam. Ooh, I like those. The light, the light is, the light, is it weird. orange or yellow? They're yellow pollen, pollen yellow. I yeah, like that. Pollen yellow. I'm excited, man. I can't wait to wear these. That's pretty dope. Underrated because they came with these yellow laces, white laces, and black laces. Ooh. And um, I looked them up, man. I, I did like the. Uh, I just did a Google search on just the different aftermarket laces, and yeah. they look they look good with all the laces, man. That's awesome. That's now that's probably like um because then that almost looks like three different pairs of yeah. shoes. Yeah, man. This 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 the um the start to mess around with the other shoelaces is um is uh is it really like, can it can really change the shoe. Have you yeah. been changing the lace stuff around? No, I'm saying like in general, like because I've noticed you doing that a little bit more because you've got that uh one pair that's like not they're not the uh Travis Scott's ones, but they like uh the poor man Travis Scott's yeah. the mochas. Yeah, yeah, with the pink laces. Yeah, which yeah. I think is a good look. I like those. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to switch it up, man. I I, 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 hmm? Dude, we'll talk about this uh, on like the next one. I'll talk about going to the state fair. But I will say this. I had one of the most heartbreaking moments, I think, as a human being that I could. I told a black guy uh, dope shoes because he had a killer pair of shoes at the state fair. And he just looked at me and kept walking. <laughs> I was like, man. I was like, those are clean, dude. And he just looked at me and did not give a shit at all and just kept walking. I was like, all right, man, I really like those shoes and it make me really mad. <laughs> it was, it was, it dude, it, feel it, like a piece of shit, huh? it broke me. It was <laughs> like, I was like, God damn it. I love complimenting people on their shoes because I like when people say it to me. It's like, I think the coolest compliment you can get. Someone being like, those are fresh, those are clean. I like that. Damn. I'm sorry that happened to you, buddy. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I think we it was, did it, man. All he right. said it. He said it when I was right next to the Sons of the Confederacy thing, and I was like, "I'm getting a flag." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That was I the moment. Yeah. I tried. That was a red pill moment. <laughs> That's my red pill moment. 
I told the black dude nice shoes and he ignored me. <laughs> that would be a funny sketch. It's just like it's like red pill anonymous. What happened to you? I told the black guy I like that shoe. is that is a funny sketch. It's like <laughs> that's funny. Oh, oh man. man, this is a good one. Yeah, I had fun. Um, well, folks, uh, make sure you guys make make sure you guys follow us on all social media. You can see our handles right there at Chris Allen Comedy. And, and my man at Winston at Winston H Comedy. And yeah, is this going out today? Yes, I need to um, go downstairs and um, what do you call it? Um, Up, you, upload it. You gotta, I gotta dock it. it. Okay, nice. Because we we got two files, so I gotta put them together and then okay. uh, upload it. But, so um, yeah. So if that's this, then you can catch me Friday. I'm in Harrisonburg, Virginia, at uh, this farm thing. Find it on my website under the name. Saturday, I'm headlining at the Boho Comedy Club in Binghamton. Uh, New York Saturday night two shows come out Ooh. and then Sunday I'm headlining one show and featuring another um, at the Roanoke Comedy Festival so I think Chris is at the Roanoke Comedy Fest you there Friday night yeah but uh, yeah my uh, my dad's mom passed away so I, I talked to uh, old buddy and I, I'm I think I should find out today or tomorrow if I have to cancel and go yeah. up to New Jersey for that so yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird couple of weeks for me. It's been man. tough, man. Sorry yeah. about your sorry about your loss. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, if if if, uh, if those plans, uh, if the if the funeral is at another time, I will be at the Roanoke Comedy Festival this Friday. Uh, I'm super excited. It feels like it's been a while since I've been on stage. I got a bunch of new stuff that I wrote that I'm excited about, so I'm looking forward to that. It's a cool, huge room too. So if it's packed out, it'll be unreal. Oh, nice. That's what's up. But uh, yeah, make sure you guys follow us on all social media. Check out um, all of our stuff on our um, YouTube pages. And uh, there's a show. That's the show. We out. Peace. Peace.